This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social Season 3, Episode 6. I'll tell you what, I, was, I wish it was Season, sorry, Episode 5, because I could have then... <laughs> oh, that would have been good. ...gone with the five-star performance, but it just didn't work. But anyway, it's me, Ryan, with Ben, mate. What a game yesterday, by far. What a game. Probably one of the best games in memory um, of all time, to be honest. We're not even just in the Premier League, not even just under Potter. What, better than Man United? Time, in, in Brighton history. It's, it's, I mean, it's not better than that, but it's right, right up there. I mean, to, for Brighton right to score there, five right goals there. in the Premier League, to come back from twice being knocked back from two pretty poor defensive mistakes. But overall, the performance second half was some of the best football that I've ever seen the Brighton team put together. Jesus. Ben, mate, how were you feeling yesterday? Because run it from the beginning. What, what were you doing that morning? What were you doing well, by the evening? How was the day? I was working. I was working, um, so I was working oh, from home, reporting on all the sport. Not what I was expecting. So I was, no, so I was doing a ten thirty till seven thirty. So I wasn't at the game. It was also my brother's birthday, so we had literally the whole family around whilst watching the game. So I was invested in the game as it was enough, uh, but then also having to kind of have my work mode on at the same time was yeah, balancing it was quite stressful. But the fact that we won made it all the better. Um, Obviously, when they score literally after 50 seconds, I was like, well, here we go. We're going to break Leicester's duck of having like their worst Premier League start ever. And they're going to go on and beat us. Uh, Daka and Inacho, I was like, he loves scoring against us, Inacho now, doesn't he? Hopefully that doesn't become too mm. much of a regular occurrence, but he seems to get goals against well, if us. If we can score five last anyway, season, mate, I probably wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah, that's true. If we score more than the other team, it doesn't matter. But I remember obviously last year he scored against us in, uh, at uh, the King Power Stadium. And do you remember in the League Cup as well? Was it the season before when he scored in the like the 95th minute? And we just forgot yeah, to mark him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he loves scoring against us. But um anyway, that's that's the only negative really of the game, isn't it? We were unbelievable. And we, yeah, we turned it around, which just right, shows baby. like Brendan Rogers like Brendan Rogers says, it shows great character and we show great character. It does. I don't even think it's just character, it's just the whole setup is so structured and so fluid and the team just works so well. And I think this is a bit of a debate that was going on because I don't think we filmed apart from that live stream uh, after the transfer deadline day. So I want to just touch on a little bit of the deadline day stuff. Obviously, we did sign oh, yeah. Billy Gilmore, who does look like, in my yeah. opinion, anyway, oh, yeah. I think he's a great signing. Uh, yeah. I was watching him pinging the ball around with Alzate at half time, and it was a joy to watch. They were just the technical ability on the kid is is very clear to see that he was controlling it with all, all parts of his foot, launching the ball forty yards up in the air. It was it was great to watch, but um, a bit of like Maradona, right, Maradona, Maradona, Maradona video where he's, where oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah Maradona the ball, well, like, yeah. so many times just keeps kicking it in the air, but no, it was great Maradona. to watch. But um, I mean, no, even I just mentioning Alzate there, Ryan, transfer. as well, he was meant to be he was meant to be yeah, off, wasn't yeah. he? Was meant to was, get a loan to West Brom, and then it fell through. It was it was him and it was him and Alzate actually it was Alzate and, and Gilmore I should say um, that was pinging the yeah. ball around to each other which is quite funny it seems so they've got a little we've got quite a good bond on that bench actually with like Van Heck and Gilmore I mean even Colwell and Tarek Lamptey both from Chelsea we've got like all yeah. the same sort of age group of of players on that bench and plus obviously the Chelsea links as well which helps for the 
bonding and everything. Mm. You can definitely tell there's like a good vibe around those boys. Um, because oh, they're just living the dream at the end of the day. Um, but what I wanted to say is about Andy Naylor was said about sort of the transfers and, and the striker situation. Now, obviously, for Brighton to go and score five after fans are calling in for a striker is quite funny, really, as how, how things work out. But it's I think, annoying um, in a weird way. I think, though, <laughs> no, in, in a funny way, I think it sort of backs up the point that a lot of our fans are actually saying is that we, we're not even looking for that goal scoring for. We're looking for just an extra bit of backup for for Welbeck, right? And that that helps me lead on perfectly for how good Welbeck was again and not scoring any goals yesterday, but being instrumental in that attack. He oh, was yeah. so good in that number nine role, how he how he um, led the attack from the front, really linked up the midfield really well, brought the best out of Alexis McAllister, Leandro Trossard, etc. But Ben, what do you think on not only just Welbeck, but sort of that striker situation? Are you are you concerned if Welbeck does get injured or are you just happy to trust the process? I mean, obviously at the end of the day, you have to trust the process, but there's still a bit of me that's disappointed in the fact that we haven't got another striker in and yeah I get it people would be saying well you can't just go and buy a 20 goal striker especially for a team of Brighton stature or even even a but big six club want, is it? I mean well no that's not what we want no but it's just like now I'm just I know Danny Welbeck's unbelievable but it's just putting faith in him to last even until January but I imagine we'll probably get to January and st- still not buy a first team striker a lot will probably change until then yeah, because yeah. against Fulham it's all doom yeah. and gloom and now we've just score five goals against Leicester and we're back with four for the table, like two points off top or something like that. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'm still disappointed that we didn't get back up for Danny because I mean, yeah, we say trust the process, but can we trust Danny Welbeck to stay fit until January or be beyond that? It's a very, very tough question because I think even just before, like a few games ago, he hadn't, he hadn't had a run of like 10 games for the past like two years of his season or of his career. Sorry. So, to have faith in him to last until January and be on the World Cup is going to... I know he's not going to play in the World Cup, which probably benefit him. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of faith to put in his legs, unfortunately. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. But um, but to talk on the positive side, because Welbeck, as I say, was absolutely fantastic, as was pretty much everyone yesterday. Unfortunately, though, we do have to start with a bit of negativity again because we did concede first. We did actually go a goal down. And as you mentioned, it was Ian Acho that got another goal against Brighton, seemingly loves to score against us. And to be honest, I mean, the first the first minute, it was, it was really quite weird. I mean, I was saying Leicester looks so weird and so rubbish yet scored their only two chances of that first half and they were well taken goals um yeah. Solly much sort of got bodied off the ball by that I was, that that was, was what I was going to make a point of Solly. No. yeah I was going to lead on to it was I don't think that was a foul I don't know about you no. I, I, I think it was just no. a, a good use of his body um yeah oh, I, don't, I don't think it was uh and, and Solly just sort of you know the, the only really bad thing he did all game actually was it was actually give away that goal that's so that's a point I want to make like that's got to be one of the most embarrassing things that can happen as a footballer, just getting bodied off the ball like that, completely fair and square. Mm. And I feel like if that had happened to me in a football match, I'd be like, I'd be playing on my mind, I'd be like, oh, I've just been absolutely embarrassed here, like straight away. And it'll be, you know, I mean, yeah. maybe it might take a little while for your head to get up and like you pick up your performance again. But yeah. I mean, that happened to Solly. We conceded from it. He must have been gutted. But then he literally turned it on straight away, didn't he? It was one of his one of his best performances in yeah. the Brighton yet, for sure. Like we haven't seen that for a long time. Yeah. He's shown glimpses this season of being at, at his best, and yeah, to yesterday he was phenomenal. Like even that Leicester fan in that video on Twitter was saying that it was his playground. He was like Di Maria. He was he was so good. Yeah. And I really wish he got that goal for Brighton, but obviously it went down as that Luke Thomas own goal. <laughs> but I was like, oh my yeah. god, he scored! It was funny. And then actually. literally two seconds later, it's like, oh, that was an own goal. Brilliant. He can't buy a goal that bloke. Yeah. And in that in that podcast, literally the last podcast we did, we were saying how probably March doesn't contribute enough goals. Um, you know, he's he's a very been a very decent player for us over the last couple of years, particularly really grown into his role. Looks a lot more mature now, and definitely started the season strongly. But we were saying he just needs more goals to add to his name because he really, you know, for for an out and out right winger, if you're looking at his stats, it, you know, he really doesn't contribute to much. Then he finally gets the one chance he gets and it goes down as an own goal. But oh, he, he was he was him. a nuisance, particularly in that first half. He he really was 
all over the place. I mean, he he had well not only not only their defense on strings. To be honest, he was coming inside. Actually, was quite yeah. good at that sort of breaking down that midfield as well. He he caused problems all all that, that first half. And Enoch Mwepu, I think um, him and him and March sort of linked up a little bit um, because I was only saying. Earlier that March yesterday actually because I live stream talk CEOs because none of you boys are available. But uh, I was just saying about how Mwepu did he have a good game or did he have a good half or did he you know have a shaky first twenty? I don't know how to really. Yeah, because we were saying we Mwepu, very half either, and half, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's either fantastic or he's just like not. <laughs> he doesn't really have that middle ground, which is really strange. But again, he sort of had a similar performance yesterday, and I think that first half I put on at half time saying that. Weaved. We, it's just been a weird game. We weren't bad, and they were. They were really bad, but yet we'd still somehow conceded two goals. And I think they just. It just purely goes down to defensive errors, right? Because it was. It, I suppose it was either a bit of quality from them and Tielemans and Daka. We'll get onto their second goal first. Um, Tielemans and Daka. You know, it was. It was a great ball from Tielemans. Read it well. Daka took it very well. Dunk was left on his bum weirdly, which is strange yeah. to see Dunk like that. It was a shame, um, wasn't it? I feel like when I feel like whenever like conversations about Dunk getting for England or Dunk being one of the best centre backs in the league or the best English centre back, whenever those conversations come up, he then unfortunately for him yeah, drops some clangers. Like obviously an own goal against yeah. Fulham, and then obviously that one where he tried to clear it, and you know maybe it was quite difficult on him, but he wanted to do some mm. sort of spectacular clearance, but missed it unfortunately. Um, yeah, I feel like he, those things happen as soon as we start talking about Dunk for England and shit like that. It's just. He then does that. I don't know. I don't know whether it's just a coincidence or maybe he feels the pressure. Maybe he's like, "Oh, I'm performing like the best, one of the best centre backs in the league at the moment." And then he knows people watching him, and he tries to do something spectacular, and it doesn't yeah. pay off. But yeah, I mean, that, again, yeah. another mistake for Dunk. But I mean, he brought himself up, and luckily we didn't concede any more. So I think now we can get out of the negativity. We've had the, we've had our little rant about the two goals, which yeah. I don't think is unreasonable. You know, it's not it's not unfair to say about the two goals because Dunk's still the know, best centre back in the league, hands down. He, well, he, 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 he probably is, uh, <laughs> and I don't think it's you know unfair to start talking about goals that we've conceded, and, and because you know a lot of people will say, yeah, we just won five two, cheer up a bit. That's fine, but we also have to analyse the things that we also did wrong. But now from Let's here on inwards. There's nothing to complain about at all. We were absolutely from after 2-2, fantastic. That half-time, whatever Potter said to those players, worked a charm. And I think we... He must the, have got a light bulb out, like learned from Mikel Arteta oh, and mate. just got some sort of, done something spectacular. Like something that like that, yeah. That's, that's, my, uh, that's my watch on the play. I would love to see that, yeah. what Graham Potter does. <laughs> or maybe yes. he just does nothing. Directly, he's one of those managers that just does nothing, doesn't want to no, affect no. them at all. And he just says, just keep playing the way you're going to play <laughs> and it'll happen. I feel like I reckon he'll shout. No, Do you? Yeah, uh, mate, you got to shout. I mean, you got you got to get the reaction at these players. Surely, I don't know. I I think so anyway. But we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see when all or nothing comes yeah, out. Yeah, nothing. Um, but um, no, what what I was going to say was um, second goal for us. Actually, we didn't we didn't mention our second goal, uh, which was what was that? What was our second? That was goal? Casado. Casado. Yeah, yeah. We were we were one 0 down at that point. We. Then we came back 2-1. Caicedo took his shot very well. Yeah. Although it must be said, Danny Ward in goal. He may as well have not been there. Oh, Every single shot We spoke about him in the last episode. He was impossible he to was, deal with. I said yes. I wasn't impressed with him. And yeah, Mate, I was, was just a correct Genuinely one Jack, of the worst Jack was like, Jack was like, no, he's a good keeper, isn't he? And I was like, nah, he, he ain't. No. He is not. Everyone he put him in like their FPL team, didn't they, at the beginning of the season. Thought he'd be a bargain at 4.5 mil. But um, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, proven well, not to be a bargain. No, and yeah, he made not. a few clangers as well, didn't he? But honestly, yeah. So obviously Madison gets dispossessed. And he yeah, was probably Michael one of their better players. Yeah. And Wepu turned into prime Yaya Torre drove out. <laughs> he actually did. And actually laid it off perfectly for Caicedo. I was like, I was going, shoot, shoot, shoot. And then he passed mm. it to the right. I thought, oh God, we've screwed this up here. But yeah, like you said, Caicedo mm. took that like a striker, buried mm. it in like the left-hand side of the goal. Mm. It, was, it was such a good, good finish. Good, yeah. good, good power on the strike, which was which was good to see and a very reassuring that, you know, as we, Tough as we angle said as well. That, Tough angle, and we said on that podcast, actually on that live stream, actually I think it was, we said we need more goals from midfield. Well, we certainly got that yesterday. Uh, I mean, Alexa McAllister's hat trick, and uh, Caicedo <laughs> with another goal, um, Wepu with another assist, and I, I don't know. There's just something very good about the midfield at the moment. I don't see anything, any real holes in that midfield, which is no. crazy to say, considering we have lost Basuma and even Kukurea, which he helped out in midfield last season at times, you know, he sort of assisted that left side. And it's just, 
it's just brilliant. I, I put it on a on my uh, Instagram as well. It's just like it's just brilliant. Everything about that team at the minute is just brilliant. And getting on to that second half, I went I went to the toilet, and I never go to the toilet during a game. And I thought, oh, do you know, I'm going to go now because it's going to be empty. Just just as the team came out, because it's always full, and I can't bother to wait. Yeah. And I went in there. It was empty. Went to the toilet. It took too long because there was there was just too many people in annoying spaces. If you're a boy, you'll understand and relate. And I was sort of just waiting for the right opportunity. Finally got the right opportunity. Hear the fans go absolutely mental. Ran back outside. And then so everyone around me is like, oh, Ryan, you missed it. You missed it. I was like, yeah, I did miss it. What happened? And <laughs> McAllister apparently scored one of the best goals ever at the yeah. Amex. My dad said it was one of the best goals he's ever seen. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. And I thought he was nice joking, guy. but he actually wasn't. And um, yeah, everyone around me was like, my God, you've just missed the world. Mate, the, pl- so the, was, the stadium must have erupted because it was oh, man, it, it was unbelievable. Like It was a rocket. It was, yeah, it it was, was a unbelievable. And to then take, was it four minutes and 22 seconds yeah. or something like that? And, and then finally disallow it for, we're talking an inch, not even an inch, a millimetre of a toenail offside from Enoch Mwepu who and then did, did swing for the ball. But didn't but even touch didn't it. touch the ball. And didn't really... Their, their, their defender would have cleared it anyway, wouldn't he? He, he was, was going to head it, the like, ball. It's anyway. not like he was going to head it towards goal. He was going to head it toward, like, out anyway. So why has it no. affected the defender at all? And, I, I, that's why I don't get point, Yeah, this is the point, Ben, that I wanted to really mention this podcast because even though we, we won 5-2... I'm still here with my head hot over VAR and the referees yeah. and the officials in this league. Alexis is robbed of a hat trick, mate. Unbelievably incompetent. Unbelievably incompetent. And this isn't uh, the only thing in, the, in this game or even in the Premier League this weekend. There's been some absolute clangers across the whole of the Premier League. Oh, mate, it's got to be one of the worst weekends for VAR. This has got to be one of the worst. And I'm trying to look really, for the quote really that Graham Potter was. said because uh, he said he went. He said he went into the, which is, I feel like is unlo- uh, yeah, it's just real. Is, uncharacteristic of Graham Potter to go and complain at a referee but apparently this is well did you read it and hopefully yeah, everyone else it. I think I retweeted it but I wasn't sure if it was fake I thought so it was appara- fake yeah apparently Graham comment. Potter went into the uh, officials room after the game and was like what the hell like why was that disallowed just to get some answers and apparently VAR room was saying that it was they saw some shadows questionable shadows and just ha- I think they just had to make like a guess didn't they did they essentially tell him if it's true, real mate. If it's real, then surely, it, surely an official wouldn't say they had to make a guess. That's not sure. Well, that's not nothing. We've all seen. Surely. I don't know if you have seen actually, but I'm sure it probably you probably have the video of John Moss not too long ago. I say not too long ago. It's probably a good three or four years ago now. Uh, yeah. Liverpool against Tottenham. Um, yeah, football is a long time. But in, in uh, I think it was Liverpool Tottenham, and it was that game when Wanyama scored the absolute world. Oh, the rocket! Yeah. Um, and it was a bit of a like end to end game, and I think they gave a penalty, but they they recorded John Moss coming up to the fourth official or the or the liner or something. And uh, this is before VAR existed, so it must have been a good four years ago. Actually, mm. sorry. Um, and they said, I don't know. Do you actually it might have been with VAR? Because said, do you want me to review it? And he said. No, I'm just going to give the penalty. But he didn't know what what, what happened, and you you can find it on Google. Yeah, just, I don't, I don't know. I don't YouTube. think that was VAR. I think that was <clears throat> that was, was pre VAR. I think. Well, even good still, it goes day. to show that these referees actually just do make a guess, which yeah. is worrying to me because you've got the technology there, and I don't know how he could have gone over to that monitor for five minutes and still rejected the the whole goal which didn't mm. really have too much of a problem with the phase in play the the defender as you mentioned as we both mentioned he was going to head of the ball away anyway and i think troy Deeney said it on match of the day too said that you could tell by his reaction that he knew it was a bad header away he knew that he he had messed up by when alexis McAllister struck yeah. into the top bin because you could tell he was like oh my god he knew that he yeah. had messed that up so i don't think but he, did didn't, you he see, didn't go and complain about weapon do you see in burmo's goal for brentford um, it's essentially the same thing. I sent it as yeah. well. So like uh, the ball came over, the, was going over the top. Tony tried to head the ball, but literally like skimmed his head. It didn't even touch his head. So because he mm. wanted to flick it onto Burmo, but the ball still went to Burmo. The defenders thought uh, Tony would get head to it, and then he was through and goal and scored. But that was given, even though mm. Tony interfered with the play. It's just like again, it goes back to that thing: is there's no consistency at I think all. This is the this is the trouble that there's no consistency and the, and the claim of clear and obvious one doesn't actually really That's... seem to exist. No. And also, two, it's a subjective claim anyway. Because if I was to say clear and obvious of what I think, 
it's going to be different to what you think and it's going to be different to what someone over there thinks and it's going to be different to what John in the pub thinks so I don't get where the clear and obvious thing is because what's clear and obvious to me isn't clear and obvious to everyone no. else and, that's and, literally and what it was brought, in, brought in to do wasn't it it was to help the clear it was to help the clear and obvious but yeah, yeah when when something like and Weppy not even touching their ball isn't obvious or clear so I did yeah it's gone to the point, right, where I've always I've always backed the the decisions in in VAR just on the basis of it's not VAR, it's not the technology, it's the people using it. But I've heard that a stupid amount of times since 2019 now, and this is doing this podcast as well. It, it actually hurts my ears to hear that phrase now. And yeah. I've now just thought, if we're going to really keep complaining about the officials who don't make the big stage, don't make Champions League, don't make the World Cup, don't make the Euros, because they're not good enough to do it. You have to get the Italians or the Spanish or the, whoever there is, the big referees in Europe, to take over because the British ones have too much of an ego to even consider anyone else's opinions. And again, we've got the same situation of it's not the VAR, it's the officials. But at what point do we just decide... This is just getting absolutely out of hand now. That yeah. you've taken away even McAllister's own opinion, a goal that he's never probably likely to score again. It's one of the best shots he's ever struck in his life, and he's he's now had it taken away over a fraction of a centimeter of a decimal point of a fraction <laughs> of a, of an offside on Wepu who didn't. I don't, even I don't the think ball. they ever will overhaul it because like, I feel like all the referees in the, their association they all like train at the same base, don't they? I feel like they're all friendly yeah. to they're obviously all mates and even the higher so they're all Eric's refs that they used to work with so there's it's a bit of like a mafia of referees yeah. that you got so do they you have really, a little group really of friends in the little referee friendship groups well they and do all of the premier league hate them so do you remember it's seeing, almost like an us do remember there, seeing gary neville and jamie carragher do that uh they done that like fun episode where they like went to go and train like a referee and things like that do you not do you not remember seeing that yeah i they all they all train it. at saint james uh saint george's park i think it's called um where in england train they all that's where they all do their so all they are during the week, like training and all that sort of stuff, keeping up fitness and that. So they're all together all the time. So it's not yeah. like you could just like overhaul it unless the FA just done something radical or the Premier League yeah. done something radical and done that. But I just can't. The thing is, I think there's too much money in it now for them to, to make a crazy decision like that. They've, they've they're all, they're all those characters in. in our Premier League, Super League that we've got now. They're, you've got the Paul Tierneys mm-hmm. and you've got, like, obviously you used to have the Mike Deans. They are kind of like the characters. Like, who are we going to get this weekend? Please don't be Anthony yeah. Taylor and all that shit. It's yeah. kind of become like the part of the but drama. But it's not even please don't be Anthony Taylor anymore. It's please don't be any of them. Anyone. Because yeah. I didn't even know this Harrington bloke, really, to be honest with you. And I mean, to Is call this that decision... Bloke? Yeah, I don't know. The one we had oh, yesterday. So he was meant to... Oh, uh, I don't know who... No, we had Paul... No, we didn't. Uh, I thought it was the... Mar- Harrington? Something Harrington. I, I just remember the name. Um, but, yeah, I just... Oh, I don't know. I, I don't get the the decisions that some of these referees make. I just don't know how long it is until there really is some serious questions asked because this is probably one of the worst we've seen VAR. And then, not even just against this. You know, if this was... A, if, sorry, for us, if this was against this, I'd be saying exactly the same thing as we have done over the years. I don't care if it's helped us out. I don't care if it's saved us at times. They're giving us a penalty. I mean, that penalty would have been given anyway on Trossard. Uh, but we'll move on that was anyway from, from, from VAR. We'll, we'll actually move on to that Let's Trossard talk about moment. that, yeah. That um, skill but, was so good. And yeah, he had a on, he had a DD on strings, and I think it just you could knew it was going to be a penalty. He was literally grappling him for ages, and then as soon as Trossard got into the box, and yeah, he just went down straight away just to make sure he would get the penalty. And uh, mm. yeah, that was that kind of epitomised the second half, didn't it? Like we were just taking the piss at one point, and yeah. Leicester just and DD, who was used to be one of the best cent, well defensive midfielders in the league. Looked like an absolute mug in front of the Alex. They're off at the best of times, isn't he? I mean, yeah, he's well, they, they, their defence has been woeful recently. I think they've got a few issues. Like even Soyuncu used to be, he was the big Harry Maguire replacement. He think he's off to Turkey. Apparently, he's going to be signing for Galatasaray or something like that. Like, yeah, I don't know what's, what's happening at Leicester, Leicester, but their defence is just shambles. Completely, completely capitulated. And this is what I said on the podcast last time. Actually, you said that I have a lot of respect for Leicester. I said, yeah, but it's a, it's a, almost like a system that's just gone stale yeah, and, and funnily enough I think it. someone said it after me uh, I think mm. it was like Roy Keane or something said it like the day after I said it and I was like her oh, waves but the, <laughs> they the haven't changed for three is, years have they they know that it's probably even more than three years they say that it feels like they're still stuck in the past and you know Brighton are really good at being progressive we can move on very quickly as you see and we lost Kukure we only signed yeah, last year Basuma and we Ben White the year, year before that so Neil Mope lost, Neil Mope right. yeah we've lost a lot of players but we move on 
you know, I, I think the only one we didn't move on from for a long time was Glenn Murray and Anthony Knockhart, but that was pre-Potter anyway. Yeah. And we moved on quickly. I mean, we've gone through a lot of stages in a short space of time. I'd say over the last five years, we probably had a good five phases of different things in, in Brighton, Brighton's recent history. But we're good at moving on and good at looking looking past the, the, the past, if you like. And it seems like Leicester just can't do that. They're still stuck in 2016. I mean, mm. they've got their fans literally still singing Champions of England. You'll never sing that. You just <laughs> think, God's sake, mate, that was like six years ago. Who cares? No one cares anymore. Mm. Do it again. So... I don't know. There's, there's, there's Leicester's problems are problems, right? But our, our future is very yeah, we bright. Yeah, we haven't got those problems. Very bright. I think that, that Deandre Trossard was excellent. He really was excellent. Uh, he, he, the second half particularly, he was absolutely on fire. He, he had his skills coming out, as you said, that, that skill move that he did to win that penalty. And I was happy for McAllister because a part of me was like, oh God, I hope he hasn't got in the back of his head. Yeah. There's, there's goal was, being disallowed that's what I was and thinking. blow it. But he took it very calmly and put it straight down the middle. I think it's his third penalty in a row now he scored. We finally got a set piece taken, Ben. And we've had a lot of penalties recently because we we went from not ever getting penalties to we've had quite a lot recently. It just shows it's how we're causing kind of, problems. Yeah, no. That's what I was about to say. We get into the box quite more often than not now. Like we don't just pass it around the back. We used to just pass around the back and never really get into the box. But now we're actually. Yeah really pushing and driving into the box now with a lot more directness rather than yeah, yeah just more like the casual passing. Yeah, 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 um, which is great to see. We, we've always, we've kind of wanted that under Potter. It got to a point yeah. where it was very much just passing around. That 2020 kind of, season. Yeah. It's very and now, sort of... Yeah, it's just a lot more direct, a lot more pace in the team and it's, yeah, it's proven, proven a problem for a lot of them. And yeah, like you said, McAllister, we've got a set piece. We've got a penalty taken now. We had so many issues with that in the past, but yeah, I'm glad mm. that we finally got one. And you can trust him as well. I mean, Alexis, you, yeah. you, you look at him and you think he's going to score. And I think there was there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to score yesterday. I was hoping that he he, was, he didn't have that VAR over check, you know, get get uh, in his head, but he didn't. He, he took it really well. Did well at, at Fulham as well. Did well at West Ham. Is that, yeah, Three I was going to say, we've penalties. got like three penalties in the past four games now, haven't we? If I'm Yeah, he's got four goals this season, all from set pieces. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's done fantastically well. Yeah. As I say, in so that deeper well. role, he's been excellent. And he was, he and that was a massive ballers. figure yesterday. You know, that's, did you see that scouted ballers tweet? It was like our squad yeah, compared, to, compared to Leicester. <laughs> yeah, compared to Leicester's, it was so sick. Like, it's where all we got all our players from. And you're thinking, how are all of these players been put together and playing in the Premier League at this level? Like, yeah. it's sensational. Like, it just proves what we're doing as a club. It's it goes to show great. that um, signing these wonder kids does work as well. Yeah, I finally. think, um, yeah, and what, what does, yeah. what to me is, when, anyway, it was when we came back to 2-1 and Caicedo scored, I think it was in, within like 16, 17 minutes. Mm. So it was quite quick. Um, and what was quite, quite impressive to me anyway was I felt a bit like uh, the ego that like Man City feel. Like, yeah, we're back where we belong now. We're 2-1 up. We, we weren't 1-0 down, but it doesn't matter because we're 2-1 up very quickly again. And and even when we went 2-2, I thought we were still going to hit them for a couple because they were just really bad. Like, I thought that game was going to end like with like eight goals at each. Or maybe just yeah. like maybe like 10 goals in the game and we would have more. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, it was kind of an end-to-end. Like, the defences weren't doing too well, but obviously but, we but locked Ben, do you not agree that that like... Almost arrogance now. Uh, you know, if, if a team... Yeah, I wasn't worried. At the Amex, I wasn't like, worried. Like, I felt like we were going to score again, didn't we? I felt we were going to yeah. score, score again. There was no issues with that. We were constantly causing them issues in defence. Yeah. And making them... And yeah, making I know fair. that Leeds lost 5-2 to Brentford the other day, but when they came to the Amex Drop last week or the week before... Yeah. But when, when they came <laughs> to the Amex the week before, they were the team in form. They were the ones to beat. They were unbeaten in so many games. They were doing very well. Jesse Marsh was being talked about as the great man and now he's all of a sudden a laughing stop really as to how much he loses his head and oh, he got sent off again didn't he yeah he got sent off an absolute idiot I, I, the thing is the Leeds fans will will love it because he's Leeds 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 but everyone else just is laughing at him I mean all of the Brighton I'm sure Brentford fans were laughing at him as well I'm, I'm sure you saw that Brentford tweet the guy's an idiot. He's an absolute clown. Oh, I haven't seen um, it. What did they do? Was it their main account? Oh, it's really funny. They, yeah, their main Twitter. They, they got like 100,000 likes, something ridiculous on it, saying yeah. that um, he's going to be watching the rest of the game from the stands, uh, but he's been watching <laughs> it from like, out, like halfway outside his box or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's just funny because he's just a complete clown. I, I don't know how long it will take Leeds fans to realise it. I'm sure it will hit home quite soon if they keep losing 5-2. But my point is... Um, you know, they were the team in form. They come to the Amex and we expected to still win despite them being the form team. Um, I know we had a blip against Fulham, but we we played against Leicester. They were the team out of form 
and we still whitewashed them. Yeah, that was, um, that was kind of. I went into. I mean, I predicted one all, and obviously it's one all after like what was it? Mm. I said we put minutes? a few past them, Ben. I said we put a few past them. I knew that their defense was poor. Yeah, but I just thought I thought we were. I'm maybe I'm stuck in the past of thinking it'll be classic Brighton breaking ducks. But maybe we've got. I've maybe not think like that anymore. And I just got no. to think. No, we this are a very now. good team now. Yeah, we are a very good team now. We can do that. And, you know. Okay, from this moment forward, I'll stop thinking in the past about us yeah. breaking everyone's ducks. And we're a different team now. We are. Yes, move on. But yeah, no. What's um What's impressive to me, as I say, is that arrogance. And anyway, getting on to. 4-2 then because you know there's another goal to which talk one was about that in this game yeah which, which one was that actually I mean um, we we had uh, McAllister Trossard three. Obviously. no it Trossard. was Trossard's goal we haven't spoken oh, about yes. Trossard's Tross- goal yet Trossard's which is goal was very three, similar to Kai Sado's is... but obviously the mm. other side of the pitch from a different angle and it was yeah, a great on, ben, finish with, with it, it was a great finish with his weaker foot and Pascal gross assist wasn't it I, I yeah, was surprised. Gross put the ball forward with his outside of his foot. It was a great ball, actually, really anyone. well weighted. Yeah, yeah, such a good finish. And yeah, again, Danny Ward, no chance into the opposite. So, it, mate, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's just the keeper or our finishing was good. Maybe a bit of both. But yeah, it was such a good finish. And Trossard yeah. is on absolute flames, like most of our just players that. are this year. Mate, I think I think Solly March had a similar chance, like not long after it was put through. And yeah, Solly he did, sort yeah. of went near post. He could have gone across. Again, because yeah. it seemed like that cross shot seemed to be... He had a few chances yesterday, time. Solly, didn't he? Before yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. One day, I, I one just, day, Solly, you'll get a goal. I, I do worry about Solly's conversion <laughs> rate. Um, but anyway, not not the point. So yeah, Trossard's goal was fantastic. As I, say. I love that celebration where it goes up to the North Stand like this. And everyone now in the crowd sort of does this as well. It's great. Yeah. I think it's great. The, and then he sort of stands there like he's the man. And he is the man at the moment. He is really outside, The outsiders think that Trossard's the man. They just think that he's the guy, that he's, that he's our best player. I know Statman Dave mm-hmm. loves him. And I'm worried that this narrative is going to be like he's the main focal point, and maybe but that's would reckon, fine though, is, isn't it? Yeah, no, but is he going to be the next guy that's going to be offloaded? It feels that uh, way. Maybe, Unless Alexis McAllister carries on like this. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that though, if the thing is with Trossard, that people will always look at the tricky winger or the tricky forward. People will always see yeah, the, yeah. the skills, and and you know his his compilation of skills is probably going to be quite. Which good. Which is why Lewis Dunks never left because no one really goes. Yeah. No one goes on YouTube and types in Lewis Dunk highlights 2021, yeah, 22. Like blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil scout Lewis Dunk. <laughs> so yeah, I can see why he would be called a talisman. And, and to be honest with you, he's probably earn, he's earning the right definitely to be called that. I think he's got now oh, yeah. 20 goals for us. Don't know how many of them in the Premier League. Um, but he's probably pushing that Neil Mope record and could even break it uh, this season with the form he's on, with the amount of goals we seem to be scoring. Mm. Um, but then I want to talk about the goal, the goal of the day, which did stand for Alex McAllister. His final third goal to seal the hat-trick was oh. a perfect, inch-perfect free kick. It was about 25, 30 yards out, hit it so sweetly, straight into where he needed it to go, on the other side of that goal, where the keeper wasn't. Got it over the wall, inch perfectly. Ben, talk to me about exactly like Ryan like Harley, that. like you posted this you morning. Go. You posted yes. that Ryan Harley free kick. It was Love literally like it was like for like, wasn't it? That, that free, I remember seeing that free kick. Yeah, mate, that was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah honestly, <laughs> my living room went off when that goal went in. It was only I'm probably the only Brighton fan in there. I know I have, my, my auntie's a Brighton fan, but there must have been about sixteen of us in there. But everyone went ballistic. Even the people, my family members, that don't like football. Yeah, everyone was going, oh, going mental. It was so good. Yeah. And it just yeah. capped off an insane performance from him. And yeah, yeah. like like you said, like when when is he going to get the recognition he deserves? He's starting to get it, Alexis. But like he has been phenomenal, and I know he's yeah. playing a deeper role. And he just he's still just surprising us every single week with his ability. Mm. He's so it's like a deep line so playmaker, isn't he? On, yeah. on football manager. I mean, he, he's yeah. he's playing so deep, but then can also come forward and and have the same impact, if not better impact, than he was before when he was playing that mm. pure number ten. Because it felt like almost in number 10, he was, you know, like a bit of a roaming player, but didn't probably get enough yeah, he doesn't get in the ball as much. chances. Yeah. Um, whereas now he, he's the focal point of our midfield. Mm. He's he's on the ball more than anyone, pretty much. I don't know if on that's set stat, I'm sure it probably is. On set pieces. He's the man. And yeah. it, and he's he's taken it so well. He really he really has taken that role so well. He's become the man, and he and he deserves it. I think. I think that he's he's worked hard for it. He's only twenty three years old. Um, he's he's got he's gone about this the hard way. That's what we've got to remember. We loaned him out, but I think we loaned him out again. He's 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 gone a couple of loans. He's come back. Yeah. We, we paid money to recall him from the loan. We got, we got we broke the uh, loan. I think we had to bid with uh, Boca Juniors just to recall him back, which was a crazy experience in this in itself. 
And, you know, I think when, when a team does that, especially with, you know, Ashworth at the time, Potter, etc., you know that the player's going to be good but when they want to buy him back when he's your own player. It's just crazy how much patience they've had, obviously. And this is part of yeah. this is part of what the club do now. They the have process. patience with these players. Like, mm. maybe in four or five years' time, we'll be talking about Nkisiso like this. We'll be saying yeah. that how unbelievable he's in and how... He's the focal point on our team, but the no, Alexis went. Side. Yeah, Alexis went from being compared to Percy Tao being a lone flop to now being the, the focal point of our team. It literally, mm. feels like the team's kind of building around him now, which is yeah. him and something Gross. I would. Yeah, him and Gross, but something that I wouldn't have seen coming at all. It's caught me by no. surprise at how good he's gone. I thought yeah, he kind of plateaued I, I a bit, but always, he just I, keeps getting better. I'm sure you boys will remember how much I used to fanboy over him last yeah. season, and even the season. Very before. easy to. He's, a, uh, part, he's like a cult hero, isn't he? When you've got yeah. that Argentinian lad. Yeah, like that. I just think that watching him from, I mean, you've been up in that West Upper now, mm. and seeing seeing that midfielder, and just watching how much space he seems to have, it's almost like you have the match of the day circle around him, the entire game, yeah. and he's got that <laughs> match two, of the day circle. He's, he's got that two yards around him, three yards around him, five yards around him at all times, and he's sort of drifting around and just doing his own thing, gets the ball, makes a perfect pass, does it again, and he has a, 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 such a great range of passing ability, such a great range of shooting ability, very good on the turn, very good uh, in, in a tackle as well, now which is really good to see uh high energy high intensity just all round a very 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 good player that's only going to get better now um you know these midfielders go on for a long time we've seen that Luka Modric etc these players only get better with age Pascal Gross is our example um so I mean that's actually led quite nicely to Pascal Gross Dale Stevens uh but let's talk about Pascal Gross Ben because another fantastic performance from our German man he is just so good he really well, he, but he so did good. he just kind of went under the radar a little bit yes i know he still got an assist but obviously we expect more we expect goals from pascal now but obviously yeah. he yeah he just he wasn't the bright spark in the team because everyone played so well and maybe mm. alexis might have outshone him a bit but yeah again once again he's dropped another brilliant brilliant performance for us and yeah that, what an absolute bargain like it signed a bloke from ingolstadt or what's they bundesliga ingolstadt yeah ingolstadt bundesliga two team or bundesliga i think they got relegated yeah. when we signed him and yeah, now he's yeah. now he's like the assist king behind kevin de bruyne for us yeah. basically it's it's oh. insane him, him and, well. and, and kaiseido and wepu this uh, i think there's just the the balance in that midfield so strong and i think now we've got gilmore as well you know, you've got another. Yeah, where's he fit in? He fits energy. in. We kind of spoke about this on the live that we did. If you didn't see that, it yeah. was entertaining. Strange one. Strange <laughs> one. Yeah, it's bonkers. Um, but yeah, I guess he guess he fills in for that Alexis role, doesn't he? But I bet he's yeah. probably sat on the bench there, thinking, right. Well, that's me assuming because I, what I've seen of Billy Gilmore, he that's that's where I think he would fit in. I can't yeah. imagine him doing the Mwepu role was almost like that random striker or. Kaiseido box to box. I mean, I'd be probably could do a box to box role. Box to box, yeah. He's quite small, isn't he? He's quite agile. Yeah. He's good in his tackle. As, but, as yeah. seen, but straight away, you, you think Alexis? That would be like that kind of straight swap there, yeah. wouldn't you? Or even plays uh, with him. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a double pivot. I don't think that yeah. you know that Potter would be shy of it either, especially in the big games. You know, if we're playing against some title contenders like like us uh, <laughs> in, in a big title charge against. Uh, I don't know Manchester United. European chances, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, we already beat M two one. That's fine. Already beat, yeah. Already beat Manchester United. Arsenal are actually the team to beat at the moment. I know they lost to to United, but I do I do fear them a bit. To be fair, yeah, they still play well. Um, yeah, they did play well. Um, but yeah, Brighton all round. Just to just cap off that game, Ben, with with how brilliant. Who who is your standout? Because there's so many man of the matches to choose from. Caicedo was brilliant. He was even really mentioned properly. Absolutely energetic, all over the place. Um, got a massive standing ovation when he came off, and rightfully so. Uh, Solly March was good I think he did get the stadium man of the match probably not did my he? man of the match um, no. I would have given it to probably Alexis or yeah. Kaiseki not, just, or because, not just because of the goals not just because of the goals but obviously the goals help I think yeah my man of the match would have been Alexis but I can see why yeah. they gave it to Solly and you know everyone you know, I think I said it the last year that he was going to be my one to watch Solly he was going to be my most improved player and he's still proving me right he's doing well he's doing well yeah He's done, yeah, he's keeping Tarek Lamptey out of the team, isn't he? At the end of the day, so, but yeah, so, my my, my yeah, main guy, my main guy yesterday, Alexis McAllister, hands down. Alexis, um, it's yeah. a shame that he that obviously that hat trick didn't didn't happen, but he deserved yeah. it massively. He'll get one. I reckon he'll yeah. get a hat trick. He's got it in him. He scored two breaks now for us already. He could he could be looking at breaking Mopé's Premier League record at this rate. I mean, even Trossard yeah. could this year if they carry yeah. on how if we carry on how we're going. Yeah, and especially he, if Alexis on set pieces like that. 
He's added to he's added to his game of goals, which is I think what he needed to put himself yeah. on the map. He you know being put on the set pieces, which we've I think we've said it for ages. Why isn't he on set pieces? Because he scored mm. three kicks for Boca Juniors. He, he was clearly a very talented player. On uh, you know maybe it was just a, a pressure thing. Don't want to put him on too soon. Uh, but you know, even Kukurel, for example, he's gone to Chelsea now. Takes their corners. Yeah, what and, the fuck's that all about? Um, you know, we didn't ever put him on corners. We always had no. Rose or March, which was a strange one when March, as you know, as great as he has been, this and they season, both have really to sound over a good it. corner in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he, he's never been able to put a decent corner in March. At least very rarely. Gross is quite good at them, but the left footed quite is quite nice on it. Which I didn't understand why Kukurel never was on it. But at least McAllister now finally is on these set pieces mm. because he could really rack up his numbers with, with goals and assists, which will, you know, maybe not to people like us who actually watch him and even people like analysts who watch the game and understand how good he is. You know, it's more to the outsiders now. We'll see McAllister as, yeah. the, as, the, as the go-to number 10 that, that people can recognise. Uh, but but ben, even, even if he does, yeah, I was just going to say like, obviously we, we got all these unbelievable players that we're having now and then they get spoken about by the bigger clubs and then sometimes they leave let's say if Alexis McAllister has an unbelievable season ends up leaving I feel like just looking at Basuma and Cucurella if they're not a pot of system they don't play as well and apparently Basuma was awful against West Ham yeah and I feel like yes obviously the player has to do what the player does he didn't play but it's also against West Ham no against West Ham oh the last game Um, against who are they against Fulham I can't remember do you think he came? Uh, no, oh, no, 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 he didn't play actually. Yeah, but against West Ham, my, my Spurs out, friend, my Spurs uh, mates are saying that he's awful. And I yeah, feel like, terrible. yes, the player is good, but in Potter's system, it works really well. So I'm just like, and maybe Cucurella has obviously had a few decent performances for Chelsea, but also drops a few clangers as well. Now, yeah, he's terrible Chelsea, fan, came out, Chelsea fans want Chilwell to come back in instead of Cucurella. And uh, yeah, I just feel like a lot of it is down oh, to the system that they sorry. play in and the, the roles that they're playing in Potter's system. It's not just the player. So, I mean, mm. it, it might look sunny and brighter and more money on the other side, but if you're not in Potter's system, you're not doing... Yeah, you might, I think the, the one bit well. of credit we can always give is Ben White's done really well. But then I almost yeah. see Arteta is quite similar to Potter anyway in how he plays. It's, it's quite mm. fluid and, and modern. Centre-back is centre-back at the end of the day, but I feel like you could have a lot more roles as a midfielder. I feel like mm. if Alexis was then thrown into another team, it just yeah. might not if work Yeah, if McAllister went to like an Arsenal or something, it, you know, you could see that move coming maybe. Yeah. But as long as he's here at the minute, I don't want to tempt fate because I, I really want him to stay. The point, yeah, the point I was trying to make is like, it, yes, it's down to the player, but also I just think because of the way Brian's team are playing, that helps, that makes the player look a lot better as well. That Potter's yeah. got them playing unbelievable mm. and so yeah, well-drilled. Yeah, so well drilled, so well organised. The structure is fantastic. The fluid of the team it, it is unbelievable to watch. It's just perfect, really, all round. It's so balanced and so well well worked, I think. You know, the hard work that goes in on training. You can tell that these players put so much into it. You know, you're, you're watching that team and you can see how hard these players work to stay in that positioning. You know, we play so many teams so so far, probably since March, February, March, um, when we when we came out of that, um, bad Rat. run, uh, and, and we've just we've just evolved into a, a next beast. Really, we you know we've mentioned Kukra and Basuma going out. You know you see Basuma at Tottenham. Picante's come out and said that Basuma's you know behind Hoybier. He's behind Bentenka, which is hilarious really to look back on because it goes to just show how well drilled that team is from Potter. Yeah, and you know it doesn't matter who we seem to get rid of. We just keep seem seeing yeah, that's a great better. point, yeah. and. Um, you know, I don't care how Basuma or Kukure does. I don't. I don't care if they do well, if they flop. It doesn't bother me, to be honest with you, mm. um, because we've got our money. That's all I really care about. We move on from them. Um, you know, I, I quite like Ben White to do well, um, just because he seemed a bit more attached to us, whereas the other two just seem to just move on, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, we we we're just very good, to be honest. It, it, to put it that way, it's just brilliant. As I said yesterday, um, unless there's anything else Ben you want to add, uh, there's probably a few talking points that I've missed. Um, but I think that's just about everything from the game. No, yeah, no, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe we can quickly talk about. I know we touched on it. Alzate was meant to be going, wasn't he? Uh, meant to yeah, go to West Brom. Broke down, I believe. Broke down. Too late. Now, which is obviously probably we tried to get rid of him on loan because we were bringing in Billy Gilmore. Um, yeah. Nader said that there's a potential that he could. What day is it? Today? Abroad, right? Is it September third today? Where's we're filming? Or is it September? 
Oh, well, that's, I think, when's the loan end for the European clubs? I feel like it's still open for them. No, I don't not. know. Um, but yeah, apparently Naylor said there might be an opportunity that he goes abroad, isn't there? Which mm. is a shame for Alzate because I feel like he really, really needed to get some first team football this year. You know, I thought, mm. I think some people thought he was going to break into the team, didn't they? Um, yeah. Obviously. But yeah, I'm really happy with Billy Gilmore signing. Uh, he's such a, such a good signing and I think he will do really well under Potter. But it does leave question marks over Alzate's future. Even Yakamoda yeah. when he comes back, we've just got that. Mm. <laughs> we thought we've talked about it before, but that depth in midfield is insane. And when yeah. we've got a full, fully fit midfield, it's going to be tough to get in that team. And we might see mm. some faces that we didn't expect to leave end up leaving permanently, unfortunately. Yeah, now that team might be right. one of them. Yeah, unfortunately, might be right. I, I hope it's not the case and somehow he fits in. But yeah, unfortunately, with that team, it is just so good now and, and it just seems to be getting better. I think if he, if he wasn't going to get his chance now, then. You know, with Basuma going, obviously, yeah. it might be a it might be a tougher one. But you never know. It's a long season, right? It's a really long mm-hmm. season. You know, you look back on the podcasts from say September last year to March this year. Uh, within Can't one say season, was that so bear much can <laughs> Can't say that was a bottom of the league Belgian team, and now he's yeah. one of the best midfielders in the league. And so much, so much can change in yeah. in this season. So much will change. I'm sure in six months' time, we're going to look back on this. And we'll be thinking, my God, I disagree completely with what I'm saying here. But that's the fun of being a football fan. You know, people yeah. will always. We need to enjoy the, the fun fans. times right now. And because, you know, we, we might have a rut at some point this season and do like we another will. 11 games uh, without a hopefully win. Hopefully not that bad. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not that bad because that really did affect us. Like we finished last year off, what, two points off Europa Conference League. Like imagine if we just got an extra couple points that from period, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, two stupid periods. Yeah, it would have been a bit mm. different. But, you know, hopefully this year we will be getting Europe especially Agreed. if we beat Bournemouth. So let's, do you want to go to Bournemouth? Yeah, let's talk about Bournemouth. Um, yeah, I forgot actually we're playing Bournemouth. I'll be, I'll be in Toronto. So I'll be seeing that game at like uh, nine o'clock in the morning, which is going to be really strange. Or oh, no, I'd love that. Going to a sports yeah. bar to watch it. Yeah. Because you'll be able to watch it. it. I know it's because it's three o'clock in it, but they, they obviously don't have the license. Yeah, but it's in Canada. Can are they going to have, are they going to No, have... you, can, you can still watch it, I'm pretty sure. No. Yeah, they have, well, they have like PLTV or stuff, that sort of stuff. So if that's the case, I'll definitely be watching it in some random pub or, or cafe or whatever yeah. there is around Toronto where I'm staying. I don't actually know. Where oh, I'm my, be you, have you have you even tried like messaging any like Canadian Brighton fans? <laughs> there must be some. This sort is my of... reach out here. <laughs> I can try, try now. So obviously, you, we've, got sides, we've got state We've got state side seagulls. Uh, just say like Toronto yeah. seagulls or something. Like yeah, that, maybe. if there's there a Toronto-based Brighton fan who is watching this by some miracle, message me if there's any. Or you know of one. Yeah, or if you know, know of one, message me, actually, do it, because I will reply, and I do need some advice on where to watch games or how to watch games, and yeah. etc. And also maybe meet up in Toronto, you never know. Um, but yeah, anyway, Ben, Bournemouth should be beating teams like Bournemouth, shouldn't we? <laughs> Don't say that. Okay, by the way, if you're, if you're a Bournemouth fan and you're watching that, that's a joke, because we get called teams like Brighton, all right? Don't, yeah. don't get offended. But, you know, we say that, they... Came back unbelievable against not uh, unbelievably against Nottingham Forest. They, they did. They did. Away. Yeah. Sack, that was, Parker. Yeah, sat sat the Cardigan Merchant, unfortunately, <laughs> and which was a bit, bit harsh, wasn't it? Let's be honest. We could talk about yeah. Bournemouth and that sacking. It was they yeah, had a harsh. very very Brutal. very tough start, mm-hmm. and they got sacked. Like, what were they expecting? I think maybe no. it must have been down to a falling out. I think Scott Parker had fallen out of the chairman because they hadn't been backed. Yeah, didn't um, he say something in the media? Uh, something like that. He did. He? But I remember, was it last last summer when they were just going into their first season back in the Championship, there was that rumour going around that they had to spend a lot of money just to get back up. Because if they didn't get back to the Premier League, they would have been a bit in trouble financially if they didn't get promoted again. So they got promoted again, spent a lot of money, and now maybe they don't have that money to spend again in the in the, in the actual Premier League itself. So mm. it's a bit of a strange one. And like you look at their team, and we should be beating it. We should be comfortably beating that, unfortunately. Like you've yeah, got Keith, that should. that picture of their team that played against Liverpool. Keith Moore up front, Ryan Christie, that Anthony guy, and Marcus Tavernier, who they signed from uh, Middlesbrough. You yes, look at that. It's yeah. not. I know. I know this sounds very big headed, but it's not a Premier League team. And like, I do feel bad for Bournemouth fans because they've got promoted to the Premier League, and it just does not look good, bruv, for them. No. It really doesn't. And, and Scott Scott said, didn't they? Uh, Scott Parker said that was what he said. He, uh, they're not equipped to this level, um, no. which isn't even wrong to say. You know, they're not equipped to this level. Um, uh, it maybe, maybe they'll beat us because we've said this now. And we've tempted fate. They probably will um, because Please you know, don't. last time out of Fulham, it was it was not a great showing. But then again, Fulham have been very good this season. Yeah. Um, so yes, it's, they had a very impressive comeback against Forest, uh, who were two 0 up and obviously inevitably bottled it three um, two. 
But we'll see. I, I think we should be beating them, really. We, we, we've proven that we can comfortably beat teams worse than us, i.e. Leicester yesterday. Um, and I think that we should continue that, really, to be honest. We should look at this team. We should think we should be winning this game because we, we you know, we, we need to have that attitude now. If we want to improve, we can't be the Brighton of old where we look at it and we're like, anything's a bonus away from home. No, it's not. We need to go there and we need to win because we need to be pushing for that Europa League. We need to be pushing for whatever we can achieve this season that's better than last because we need to look up, right? We can't be um, consolidating. I think we've set the bar so high this season and we've gone bold as well in the, in the transfer market. I think uh, the way we've done the transfer market, it almost says to me that there is the added pressure on midfield and attack. And it goes to show to me yeah, that if we've been told to trust the process, then I'm trusting the process. Yeah. I'm saying we have to go to Bournemouth and we have to win. And I want us to win 2-0. I'm trying to do it. Yeah, I mean, it seems doable. And I'm just, I think I... Earlier, the bar's high five, now, Ben. Five minutes ago, did I say that Bournemouth drew? Because they actually beat Forrest, didn't they? They came back and actually yeah, won. Three they won three they won 3-2. They won 3-2. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I said three all, but... It's all right. I've, I've I got said, cold. I, I, if, you, if you're going to just tune in, I've got cold. <laughs> cold break. He's got mad. Uh, but yeah, they, mate, they got their first win of the year. Uh, first win of the season. Feels like a year probably for them after losing 9-0 mm. to Liverpool. Um, and they they looked a bit tasty. I know there's a few clangers from the Nottingham Forest centre-back McKenna who is not fit for the league but that's a conversation for another day when we play Forest he started alright didn't he against, against West Ham and then sort yeah. of just yeah, yeah. just Declan doesn't McKenna's not doing it so let's talk um, about their, let's talk about the opening games <clears throat> obviously lost the City away which is inevitable let's be honest um, lost at home 3-0 to Arsenal uh, drew 2-0 in the Carabao Cup with Norwich I don't know if they got uh, went through after that then <laughs> lost and then who lost nine nil to Liverpool, of course, which is a bit of a that mark on that, that that would have been horrendous. Imagine sitting through that. Uh, well, goal and then difference, drew, to be fair. And then maybe a <laughs> well, goal difference, God. It gets better. Um Wolves nil nil at home. Uh that it's would have been bad. a good it's not too bad, but obviously Wolves haven't been great either. I mean, they didn't um, lose. And they didn't lose, that's true. They got a point. Um, their first point of this Premier League season and then now they should be on four points because they beat Forest away which is a great result and he, against the Forest team that signed 24 players this summer it's mm. not a bad result and are they, are they on a turnaround and are we about to get beaten? Okay well let's put it this way I know you said 2-0 yes you but you know, and on the day you just never know with football and that's why we love this sport it's just and, you know they'll be going back Back to the Vitality Stadium, of course. Yeah. After a big away win, look, the spirits will be much higher than they were a few weeks ago when they. I'm sure they are. Got sacked but, but we need to be going there, Ben, and we need to be winning that game. We need to go there and dominate at least, create a lot of chances. This is a, this is the Brighton team now. We will that, dominate. That be, we will dominate, and their defense. Know, I, surely we'd be too much for their defense if we start Danny Welbeck. I cut Potter. Surely has learned his lesson of not starting Danny Welbeck. We look how much better we are when we start that bloke on mm. the pitch. Yeah, no, he needs to start. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised maybe we throw Indab into the mix because he didn't look too bad when he came on. was a little yeah. bit heavy at times. He I kept that... he kept like trying to shoulder barge people and then he was getting yeah, shoved off the I mean. ball. He kept he trying, trying to use his strength, but it wasn't... body too much. Yeah. It was a bit like, not now. Yeah, um, it he almost went for a foul at one point and I was a bit like, what are you doing? Um, but overall, he looked like he was getting into the right spaces. You could tell he really wanted a goal, right? He, you could tell he was yeah. de- desperate for a goal, trying to get himself in the positions. Every he just time. hasn't had enough time yet, has he? Really, let's be honest. No. Um, so I hope he does even potentially get a surprise start because it is away from home. It is a different game. It is at a team that's you know different to us and different to what we've played so far. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see us even go for you know potentially a two up top. Uh, Danny Welbeck and Ndav combining you never know uh, the reality says it probably won't happen I don't think Solly March or anything has done enough to get dropped um, mm. so we probably won't do that but it's a potential it is Graham Potter we're talking about here um, but I expect us to go there and win and I, 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 as I say I'll stick with my 2-0 Ben what do you think? Um, yeah maybe 2-0 I don't know if they'll score a goal obviously Solanke I think he got his first goal of the season um, it was like a bicycle kick that took a little deflection off McKenna who we spoke about um, could he cause Duncan Webster and Veltman trouble maybe you know we saw Mitch I know he's not really on Mitrovic's level he looks on Mitrovic's level last year in the championship because obviously Solanke had a really really good season but mm. it depends if he wants to start doing that in the Premier League if, if we had if we had Jack on right now he would be absolutely raving at Solanke oh yeah it's such a shame we didn't have Jack yeah. Um, so yeah if you are new we, and there's only two of us recording this is very he rare loves Dominic Solanke Maz is currently travelling back from the Dutch Grand Prix and yeah Jack is 
Jack is sorting out the trains for the Palace match, which is a conversation for another day. Because uh, <laughs> there is none. <laughs> there are no trains for the Palace game because uh, there's strikes, which is peak. So hopefully he's going to sort off some out there. But um, yeah, so like a Lerma is another player. He's one of them players that you hate to play against because he's a rat. But when he's on your team, he causes a lot of trouble for the opposition. And he's kind of one of them guys mm. you love. But he's like an Ada Herrera or who, who do we used to have that we could kind of compare him to. Obviously, we've had our shit, fair few shit houses, but he's one of their main shit houses. Right. Okay. Um, but no, anyway, what's your score prediction? Like him? I don't care okay, about score team. prediction. That's trash. <laughs> no, we got. <laughs> we try to analyse the team a little bit, um, but no. Uh, and then ra- randomly Neto in goal, uh, the former Barcelona keeper, funny enough. Who, oh, yeah. Travers obviously Random got dropped because he, sta- he started them. He sta- used to start mm. for them and now he's been dropped. Well, what's your prediction, uh, Ben? What's yeah, saying? score prediction, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going to go bold and say 3-0 Brighton. What a, what a prediction. For the first time, you're being positive in a while, actually. Yeah. I'm rating that. Yeah. yeah, 3-0. Okay, I like that. Do you know what? I might even back you on that. I might raise my 2 to a 3 because I, I really, I just think we're, we're very good, mate. And I said, I said last time, we'll put a few past Leicester. That defence is really bad. You know, I know that Bournemouth are on a new manager bounce and they probably reacted to that against Forest. They've had their moment. I, I, I just don't think that, you know, to, to compare us to Forest anyway, we're, we're much better. And I, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, we're very well drilled. We'll go there. We should dominate the game. As long as we don't do something silly and, and, and go for a tactical false nine, which will end yeah. up not working and shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, I hope the posture sticks to his guns, does what he knows, stays safe with it, and goes for, goes for a team that's going to win this game because I think they will. Um, so yeah, I, I'll back your three now. Actually, to be fair, I might just go for a three as well. Um, I was going to mention one thing just before we go off. Um, I want to just get a very very straight blunt answer, a bit like how Maz did those quick fire questions, but a very oh, yeah. straight answer on VAR. Right, no ifs buts and maybes, just a yes or no. VAR, in or out. In, you're still in. Okay, okay. One more, one more question on VAR. Would you be inclined to allow it to have a break, let them almost revamp it a little bit, change things, maybe sack some officials, maybe bring some new officials in, maybe go for some foreign manager uh, referees even or officiating? But would you be in favour of it having a break, having a moment to to change it, go for a few weeks without it, come back with an updated VAR? Because it's clearly not working. Would you be? In I can't. Favor of that I can't answer just... this in yes or no because there's a lot of. No, no, this isn't a yes or no. This is oh, just yeah, a question. So I would say yes to a complete overhaul of who runs it for sure, but mm. I don't think you could do that during the season because it would be it would be deemed unfair. You need it to be very very consistent and have it the whole season. Uh, yeah, maybe next fair. summer. Maybe next summer you'd have to have a massive overhaul. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to do it during the World Cup break either because again. It'd be unfair because you're playing other teams and that sort of thing. You will, you have to do it before the start of the season. Yeah, that's so fair. Hopefully, then. I feel like actually the World Cup could be a good point of them changing it around a little bit, maybe um, changing officials. Yeah, yeah, that could be quite a good point. Um, but yes, that, that's about it. Comments. What about below, you? Ben. What about you though? Sorry, go on, Ryan. Are you fat? You're in or out? I know it's easy to say oh. out after the weekend we've had a VAR because it has been absolute shambolic. Mate, you know I'm always VAR out. I've always been VAR out. I've, I've gone to games all my life. Uh, been go- I've got a season ticket go every single week the inconsistency is unbelievable I don't get to see what's going on uh, I can only tell you from a fan's perspective that goes to every single game that I'm wholeheartedly VAR out I can't I don't I don't see the benefit in it anymore because it hasn't been used properly it hasn't been used properly in three years and even I that one changing. the Cresswell one you know when uh they take like five and a half minutes to when Harry Maguire headed it and then yeah. kind of brush there needs to be a time cap there needs to be an overhaul on, on officials long. There needs to be... The whole thing's wrong. And it's corrupt in itself anyway. You saw the Chelsea thing. You're telling me that's not corruption. Oh, that's crazy. I mean, the, the whole thing's corruption, mate. And I, I think that uh, th- it was brought in to avoid all of that stuff. We've actually made it worse because it goes to show that it's not human error anymore. It's just blatant rubbish. It's just asking more so, questions, if anything. It's, it's asking a, more questions. It's there to just stop It's caused too many problems and it's done more bad than it's done good. It's not helped anything. It's not... It had a good run. Last three it had days. a good run. And now, recently, it's just... It had a few clangers this season. It's gone completely downhill. And for me, it's, it's out. Uh, as I say, uh, you don't get to see it in the stadiums. Luckily for my season ticket, I get to see it over. So I, I was watching the media team. Which, by the way, um, Bruno was down there, which is quite funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, out for me, 100%. Okay. In fact, that's the comments below. In or out VAR? I want to know. Yeah, are you VAR one. in or are you VAR out? Comment in that comments below. Ben, anything else to add in this podcast? 
um, we're going to Europe next year. There you go. That'll do. Thank you all for watching, and I agree with what Ben's saying. I'll see you all probably after Bournemouth, right? If yeah. I can get a place to film in. If not, I'm sure it'll be Jack on Maz and Ben on this podcast. But yes, thank you all for watching. Please keep streaming if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and if you are watching on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and do that comment below. Tell us if you are VAR in or out. And we'll see you after we've beaten the cherries at the Vitality. We'll see you next time. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.